Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? How are you all living? I hope you're all well, wherever you listen to the show. We appreciate you for checking out this episode of the show. This week, or this time around, I've got Lake Malice. I sat down with Alison Blake, who make up Lake Malice, for a chat about everything that's been going on the last couple of years, because this band started back in 2021 and they have been blowing the fuck up they are absolutely outrageous live such good good songs and this is a killer conversation i want to do a massive shout out to blake and to alice for being super honest super open with this conversation and for giving me their time i want to do a massive shout out to uh, the lovely sarah over at major pr for something this went out for us and if you're still unaware of who lake malice are right Pause this very podcast and go and listen to Lake Malice because they are fucking outrageous. But better still, if you are heading to Download Festival in a couple of days' time, head over to the Dogtooth stage on Saturday and go and check out Lake Malice. Because, yeah, you've got Metallica this year. Yeah, you've got Bring Me the Horizon, Slipknot, and all the other fucking bands that are playing. But you've got Lake Malice. And that's what you fucking need at this festival. So go and check them out. They're fucking wicked. They have also been on tour recently with Yakovi, Enter Shikari, Bollywood, Hacktivist, Modern Era, Death Blooms. We talk about all of that good stuff in this conversation. It's a great, great chat. And we talk about the early origins of the band. We talk about their dream rider, as we do in every podcast. It's a great little podcast. And I thank you guys for listening. And I thank Lank Malice for being involved with this one. If you are in a band, if you want to come on the show... Hit me up on Instagram. It's Nevermind Polly Podcast. I promise I will try and get you on the show. I'll try and get, in, uh, I'll at least engage in conversation with you because I love supporting the underground as much as I have. Love having these massive big bands on as well because both need a push. And um, I'm just really pleased I get to do this podcast for you guys to love and enjoy. Anyway, I'm going to shut up and let you guys listen to my conversation with Lake Malice on the Nevermind Polly Podcast. Before we do that, quickly, one quick thing. Patreon.com forward slash Nevermind Polly Podcast. Shuck us a couple of quid. If you can't, if you don't want to, that is fine. Go give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on social media, all that good stuff. Or just listen to the podcast. This is Lake Malice on the Nevermind Polly Podcast. Enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it is my absolute pleasure to have on one of my new favorite bands. I've got Alison Blake of the band Lake Malice. How are we doing? How's things? Great, man. Thank you so much for having us. Thank yeah. you. I think we're it's... both probably a little bit knackered from uh, <laughs> the week of gigging we've had and, uh, yeah. and the HMAs, but um, it's it's great to be doing the podcast this morning. Like We've got a nice day off, it's sunny. So uh, it's good to relax a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I was about to say, we'll, we'll kick off there, I guess. So obviously you've had a bit of a, a chaotic week. Uh, I went to go and see you guys uh, a couple of nights ago at Yukovi, um down in Norwich, which was fucking excellent. Um, and it was my first time catching you guys, obviously the VMAs. How was that? How's just, how's the last week been? How's it been for everybody? Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been intense, but um, 
full of um, just satisfaction. Satisfaction, I'll say, like, yeah, out of all of these shows. I think it's been a really good run for us because um, um, we are, yeah, both big fans of Bokobi in particular. So um, we were just looking forward to opening the shows for them. Um, and before that run, we were first in Rotterdam and then uh, came back to Southampton to support Enter Shikari. So it's been like a uh, a mix of like really highs for us. It's just been like um, bum bum bum, you know. Like it's been <laughs> it's been awesome. Now the calm down is harsh because you're like at home doing nothing now. But um, it's been all it's been awesome and and the HMAs as well. It's been it's been great to be there and be just recognized among so many artists that have been around for a while in the scene. You know, and that we are big fan of in general too. So yeah, yeah. surreal. I will say it's been surreal. So it's always quite jarring when you. You have like a like a you know like a run of shows and then you're off from gigging for like a couple of weeks yeah. because it's hard to sort of like switch between you know the, the, the different paces of life and where we we both work full time. Um, so when we do gigs, it's normally like on our annual leave. So like it's a you know don't get me wrong, it's an absolute privilege to to go out and play the shows that we've played. It's incredible, like. You know, Ukobia are like one of the bands which inspired this project, like to be honest, and it's, you know, to be able to share the stage with them is, it's like full circle, it's absolutely mad. Um, but like, we also kind of, we feel sometimes get a little bit burnt out because we're obviously working a week and then our time off is playing shows and like working on music. <laughs> um, but to be honest, this week has been, it's been nice because it's just one week of shows, whereas like, before we did like um before this our last run was like a month long we went out to the eu bloodywood yeah in the uk as well um you know so that that was quite intense and then obviously we're straight back to work whereas this it's like it was it was like it's nice that we've got this bank holiday i guess as well we can have a little rest and um yeah it's it's not too, it wasn't too taxing but it was like it was it was intense it was yeah. intense but it was like it's it so much fun so so much fun <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing as well. Like it is, it's just like, um, I get, I guess that the 30 minutes to 40 minutes to an hour, however long you have on stage is the, is the bit that you all thrive for. It's all the stuff all around it. That it is the, is the quote unquote ball ache to put it, <laughs> to put it like a British person, you know, it's the loading of gear. It's, it's doing all the other bits that come around with it. Um, I wanted to kind of turn the dial back slightly to kind of when you guys were younger, right? Because I think it's really interesting to find out where people have come from to get to where they are today. So I wanted to kind of start by what was your kind of your musical upbringing in terms of family life? Were you guys, um, is it your musical households? What was kind of going on in terms of growing up in terms of music? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would call it musical household, um, but you know we had a CD player and we had CDs. And my mom was a big fan of. Well, was she listening to The Cure? She was a big fan of um, Massive Attack. So yeah, I mean it, it's been. Yeah, I wouldn't say musical household as a you know, kind of term, but definitely. Um, there's been some influences. Um, it's, it's mostly come from me, though. I will say, like, it's not, yeah, it's not something that the family kind of encouraged yeah. much. Yeah. Your mum was a singer, though, no? No. Where did you that from? Oh, with no, your uncle. Oh, though, yeah. Had, a drummer. Yeah, some relatives. You got, like, a relatively musical. Yeah, family. yeah, it was part of the family, definitely, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did have an uncle. Um, 
down south. Oh, sorry, because I'm from Italy, so like part of my family was based in the north, and part of it was based in Rome. And the the Rome side of the family was, yeah, yeah, we have a few singers in there. And um, the the uncle who played the drum, he passed away a few years back. Um, bless him. But he was um, doing. Ennio Morricone uh, soundtracks. So he was playing drums for Ennio Morricone, yeah, um, and, and Italian TV. And so he was a, a big jazz, jazz player. So yeah, maybe that was a bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's, that makes perfect sense. How about, yeah. how about you? Yes, I mean, my my family wasn't like musical really, but like my um, my mum kind of was like, when she was younger, she, um, she was like punk. So she mm-hmm. was like part of that culture. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of a little bit, you know, like rebellious, I guess. Um, like, and she, when I was growing up, um, she used to play a lot of like a lot of music. And my, my dad, he was like similar sort of backgrounds and even more rebellious, to be honest with you. But yeah, he, he, he was like, he got me into like kind of rock and roll, basically. He used to listen to a lot of like sort of like old school rock and roll. Um, so I've, I, there was always like lots of music being played in my household. Um, but like it wasn't really until I I was put onto a band called Green Day. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that came from my mom. To be honest with you, she 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 was a huge fan of them, and then she like took me to see some shows. And this was like I was so young at the time; I was probably like ten or something like that, or maybe, maybe a little bit older than that. But yeah, she took me to, like some big shows, and like it was mind blowing. You know, such a sensory overload. You know, that young, you go to like an arena concert. Um, and it was such an easy, like, sort of gateway to, to to getting into music with a band like Green Day because it's so so catchy. It's got that sort of like that there's, there's that flair of like rebellion there and sort of like you know angst. And uh, I kind of like found it quite easy to just pick up a guitar and start learning the like their their music because it was quite simple as well. Yeah. Um, so guitar driven as well. So yeah, I found my way into it from from that angle. But yeah, I mean, thinking back, I think it was probably having so much music played in my household that that kind of gave me that appetite for it. Um, but it's weird, isn't it? Like, I, I, it's hard to like pinpoint the moment when you go, "Yeah, I'm gonna like have I'm, I'm gonna I've decided I'm gonna have a really like frustratingly you know difficult life for myself and yeah. try and be a musician rather than just pick a normal job." Like, <laughs> I don't know when that that moment actually fully clicked for me but yeah I, I can totally relate to the to the green day things i remember i was clear as day i was about 13 14 and my mum went to um i think it was probably like a charity shop or something and just bought home american idiot by green day i was like oh your dad doesn't want this cd do you want it and i took upstairs and the rest is history and i fell down the rabbit hole that is that is uh rock and metal and all the rest of it and yeah the next thing i know i'm listening to cannibal corpse and all the rest of it <laughs> <laughs> escalated quickly what well, the thing is, is I, I always like to ask that question because people automatically assume that like heavy bands just automatically fall into Cannibal Corpse, and it doesn't happen that way. Like, and I always use Cannibal Corpse as the poster child. It's like it doesn't happen that way. It always starts from somewhere. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, I wanted to ask. Obviously, Blake, you've kind of answered that question, but Alice, do you remember the first CD that you bought with your own money? Uh, I bought two CDs at the same time. <laughs> it was Materia from Materia. Do you, how do you pronounce it? Was it Meteora? Yeah, Meteora. I call it from Linkin Park. Amazing. And script from Christina Aguilera. 
<laughs> so I was like, yeah. Incredible, nice. Yes. Two very good, two very good records. So that's 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 fair. That's legit. I love that. Good times. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was not okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I had bad I mean, days and good days. <laughs> I think so. I think that set the tone for like the rest of your musical sort of life, though, hasn't it? Because yeah, yeah. you know, you've got new metal and pop, and like yeah, that's exactly like what you're doing right 12 now. Or so, 13 back then. So yeah. I was definitely like kind of just a victim, not victim, but in a good way, a good victim of MTV. Like I was just, you know, kind <laughs> of just absorbing all of that and. Um, that was the, the main way to find music but then was that yeah. to me so like um yeah yeah like back in those days that they were the curators weren't they of mm. of, of young people's music tastes mm. because it was your outlet for you know for culture and, and yeah. for trending you know stuff in, in that in that genre and um yeah I, I remember similar experience like obviously i got into green day through my, my parents but i think i don't remember buying a green day cd i don't think because obviously like that point it was like must have been one it wasn't my music taste necessarily but no because i think the first time i actually went and bought my own cd it was probably linkin park to ah, it's yes. probably hybrid theory because <laughs> i just remember getting home with like the the cd and sitting there and reading all the lyrics yeah, I was like, well, for the book you know oh. i do miss those days of like putting cd in as having like you know the lyric book the, the inlay i was lyrics. doing it at school during lunch like when my friends really? were playing and, and having fun i was there like in a corner with like <laughs> headphones and i was like going through the <laughs> they would take the piss out of me all the time yeah oh. <laughs> i love that and that, that's the thing as well like obviously um growing up like you say mtv kind of was the tastemaker and then it sort of fell as you go a little bit older towards like Krang, Metal Hammer, who still have a place in terms of cover features and things like that. And nowadays it's obviously Spotify. And, and you know, it, Spotify can be a really daunting thing because you can go on the playlist and find whatever you want. But sometimes I look at it and go, what do I want to listen to? Yeah. And I just end up reverting back to the same stuff I always, I always try and yeah. advocate for listening to new stuff, but it's so difficult to be like, ah, oh, let's put on Iron Maiden's greatest hits again, or whatever it may be, whatever yeah, band you fall to. But um, you guys are, are, are kind of a, um, a success story, I'm going to call it, out of kind of the Spotify generation and kind of, I'm going to call you, I'm going to lump you kind of guys in with the COVID bands in the sense you blew up because of COVID, not because of COVID, but like during that time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it, how did that all kind of come about and how did that feel for you guys being in the, in the eye of the storm and such? Well, I mean, we, we met during that period. So we met during lockdown um, and during COVID, live music wasn't really a thing. So we, I don't know if we even started the project thinking about a live, uh, you know, possibility at all. We were just not, not to say that we thought that it was going to be like that forever, but we just started like um, without too many expectations, just writing whatever we wanted to. and. Uh, it was um it's interesting now looking back to see how many artists in that period were kind of doing the same thing it was just kind of a period of reflection where if you haven't done music before you were kind of saturated with ideas and things that you've been kind of brewing in your head for a while and for yeah. others maybe you know it was a period to kind of stop and think okay what you know what do we do now? So like, I think uh, overall for both artists that were there before and for us that were kind of, you know, were born in that period, it was really a creative mm. uh, period, definitely. Yeah, it, I think it was a really interesting period because where everyone was kind of forced into having this, you know, pause on life, um, as, a, 
as like an aspiring musician at that point, um, it, it enabled you to sort of be quite introspective of what you actually want to do. Um, and I think, I think you see that, that thinking pattern across a lot of people just in general, right? Across like, you know, you heard about people changing careers, changing location where they live. Um, and so I think it was probably a bit of that in terms of my, you know, musical aspirations as well. Cause, and like you mentioned, Spotify right now is, is pretty much a tastemaker, isn't it? For the, for the, the generation of music listeners growing up. Um, and they were responsible for me discovering loads of bands during that time, which I absolutely adore. And we've since gone on to share the stage with, which is still blows my mind when I think about that. Like, you know, like um, bands like Bacovian, Wargasm, like they, they, you know, I really started getting into them during that, that lockdown sort of period. Um, and uh, yeah, it was quite, um, it was quite just by chance, I think, that we ended up meeting each other on, like through a Facebook group. Um, and just, I think we're both probably going for the same sort of like revelation of, right, I want to do something. I feel inspired by what's going on. I've got like time now to think about this deeply and like figure out what it's going to be. Um, you know, and I don't know if that would have happened if we weren't in a lockdown, you know, mm. like, because it's, you have to, it's so many, yeah. yeah, it's hard to say, like, you know, obviously there's a lot, you, you take so many distractions that you normally face in everyday life were removed, weren't they? Because it was mm. just just at home, there's nothing to do. It's <laughs> so, just yeah. an unprecedented thing, which hopefully the human race will never have to go through again, of being yeah. like, yeah. not allowed to do anything. And if you put, I've always said, if you put a creative person into a box or into a corner or back, they're going to like sidestep you. They're going to, they're going to go underneath you. They're going to figure out a way of getting out of that situation because that's what creative people do. You know, I, I started this podcast, you guys started the band and things. Yeah. And those other people change jobs. Like you say, it makes perfect sense. Um, I wanted to talk about the first song that I discovered you guys on, uh, which is Magic Square, because how much fun was that song to record for the music video? Because you look like <laughs> a fucking whale of a time. <laughs> and I wanted to kind of touch on the, the horror aspect, the B-movie horror aspect of it, because it's, it's wicked. I love it. Thank you so much, man. Uh, it was hard work, wasn't it? Yeah. We, we, like, I think when you shoot a video like that, you have to remember that like you're you're limited by you know basically such a low budget you like you know, you've got one camera you've got a cameraman who yeah. is also kind of the director slash the band sort of directing it um and you know like in our circumstance we had very limited time um and we rented an airbnb in the yeah. middle of what was it was it like um it was, um, I think it was like Sorry, somewhere sorry, like that. Yeah, something Sorry. Airbnb. We asked the owners, can we shoot a music video there? Yeah, they didn't know we were going to do that. Yeah, and finding the props was interesting as well. Um, I, I, I think I put in a community group here around the area. Like, does anybody have a chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> does it mind it getting covered in fake blood? Uh, is it okay we use it for like a video? And I found like somebody, like a family nearby, who this guy had a collection and he showed me the yellow one. And I was like, that. <laughs> and, and he was so happy. He wanted to see the video as well. I was like, oh my God, that's my chainsaw. <laughs> so cool. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think this ties back into sort of what we talked about a minute ago, where it's like we during like lockdown, we sort of like both grew these like um, addictions to like true crime, you know? Yeah, well, the song is about um, that. Shows yeah. and things. But we were, I was already quite into the horror kind of yeah, horror sure. movies kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it, it, there's been like this massive 
kind of um how do you call it like rising just, just rise yeah. yeah true crime documentaries all over the place and that's morbid need to just watch stuff about very grim real life stories <laughs> um so um I have to say, um, my, my other half has completely ruined my Netflix account by doing that. She, all of my Netflix recommendations now is horror crime and stuff. Like, crime, I'm, yeah. I'm all for a horror movie, but on a Sunday night when I just want to just chill and watch something funny, I'm like, why is it all horror movies? I don't know. <laughs> it it kind of ruins you. Even if you start watching one, you're like, oh my God, like, he's awful. <laughs> yes. It makes you feel better about your life, though, doesn't it? When you see something really morbid. Well, yeah, at least you're at rejoicing least, being alive. Yeah. <laughs> you should appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. Yeah, that that's kind of like the, the, what I was trying to stress there. Like it was, it was incredibly fun. But like, it's it's so hard when like you got these ambitions and like it's just such a mad rush and it's so intense. And it's, but, like, it's very cold as well. And oh, we did it like January or something. Didn't we? It we did was, in like, January, and um, so. we had these scenes of me covered in blood outside. It was not just being covered in blood. Like I was wearing basically like you know summer outfit. Yeah. covered in this fake blood which was freezing and then I had these like white contact lenses so I couldn't see anything I couldn't even see where the camera was yeah. so I was walking around this goddamn forest <laughs> covered in blood not seeing anything people like directing me like hey look here and I'm like come here you were so cool I mean, and I was freezing yeah. the, the main promo that we had like of you like if you really zoom in your face you can tell that you're just like freezing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I love that. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I just, I really wish that you just had like a dog walker that just like walked, didn't see the cameraman, didn't see everybody else, just saw you with a chainsaw covered in blood. Yeah. But I'm just going to walk the dog the other way now. <laughs> well, I think because there's like, there's like two Airbnbs, weren't there, in that yeah. area? Yeah. And I think someone was like, about just about to like move in, to, you know, for a stay in the one next to ours. Yeah. So like, if they'd arrived 24 hours earlier, they would have. Yeah, they probably would have, would have left away. sharpish, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Obviously, uh, the last um, last week or so, as we've touched upon, has been pretty crazy for you guys. You've had a pretty crazy uh, last year or so in terms of touring and things like that. Um, do you have a favorite live moment that sticks out for you guys? Where you've been on stage and you've looked at the crowd and gone, "Fucking hell, this is happening!" Like someone pinch me. Oh my god, there's been so many. I think we've been spoiled. I think we've been spoiled this amount. We're like. It's all a blur, isn't it? We've played the amount of like shows that we've played, which have just been like sold out oh and in God. rooms that are like big, bigger capacities crazy. than I'd ever expect. Oh, Bath, Bath, Bath with Recovery. Well, that's quite recent. Yeah, that was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super recent. Sorry, I, I, I saw Bath the um, social media for that. It looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> people, in, people in Bath are feral. Like, what, what about what the animals? Hell? What, what animals? What's in the water in Bath, honestly? Like... <laughs> Bath, what was it? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> before. um. Well then, I think uh, it's like a big one was a really good one was Frankfurt with Bloodywood. I think yeah, that that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really good. So, yeah, like the venues we played at with Bloodywood in, in the EU were like some of them was mind blowing. They were huge, the crowd, like for us because we we're, we're you know we only started the project a couple of years ago and we we weren't expecting to play shows like this at all, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, like these were like sold out crowds and they just filling these huge like. You know, one thousand cap rooms and um, unbelievable. Yeah, well, like I think we we found like a lot of the um, EU crowds are so up for it as well. Like, yeah. th like you tell them to like you know like a mosh or jump around or whatever or you know or you know clap along and 
everyone does it like they are so involved you know so you're receptive yeah yeah you look up and you see everyone like just jumping around and like having a great time it's like it is mind-blowing when you see that and then you play some of the other uk shows where people love it but they're not quite as like willing to show it <laughs> it's very different in the uk because the european shows are a little, little later in the day oh maybe yeah like, i don't know, I don't know. Maybe, earlier. Maybe, you think maybe it's because um like if you say like a london show london is so saturated in terms of a market for different shows and things people can go to any show they want any time of the like any evening and things whereas eu might have like the one show a month that comes through their town and they're like yeah the one metal show of the of the year like or whatever do you know what i mean it could be yeah, yeah. I, would, I don't know because like london is another exception though because london is always great london's great it's a nice yeah. brighton is a little less <laughs> what you said i would apply that to brighton like, I really, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's a bit not yeah yeah but london oh my god always like um but yeah you could be Brighton like, need to step it up next time we play here yeah i want to see them go we, we, we need it to step up I don't know what we need to do in order for them to move. Like, I don't know. <laughs> do you think it's perhaps, um, I'm going to say this so you don't have to, maybe people of Brighton are a little bit too cool for school, if you know what I, I might mean. might be it. They're, 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 they're a bit too cool. kind of like, um, if you were a prog band, they'd be stroking their chin. Do you know what I mean? Like, hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it could be that, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. it could be. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. Um, I want to just talk me through like the sort of hour before stage. What's going through your head? How are you feeling? What do you have any kind of warm ups you do? Do you have any like um, kind of uh, put your hands in the middle, like that kind of thing? Because I know some bands have like shots of Red Bull before they go on stage. Do you guys have anything like that at all? Or uh, I'm quite um, quite like square kind of thinking. <laughs> I'm quite square. I'm quite square. Magic but square. I become a square. I am a magic square. I, uh, <laughs> What's it mean? I do a, an hour, I don't know, square square thinking? Isn't that a thing in English? Like very no. straight? No. Like basic? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you, Alice. You, yeah. You've got me somewhere on the line. I just got kind of square. So uh, yeah, usually like I'll just listen uh, to like some warm up and I do it for an hour before the show. So an hour before the show, I'll be in the backstage or if the back is backstage is a shared area, usually I just go alone somewhere else and uh, yeah, sure. and just follow through the whole like um, the whole warm up until right before the show. And um, I, I drink water. I'll chew a bit of a vocal zone sometimes just to make sure that it's you know kind of getting the the, the throat like kind of ready. But um, I, yeah, I used to do like shorter warm ups, but now just to be sure, I, I go like very light, but still. Yeah more like like kind of longer sessions i prefer that mm. because i just don't know whether i can reach certain ranges otherwise so it's yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i um i sometimes like the the oh, show like the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't go on the other podcast there we go Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like sometimes the stage times like creep up on you real fast because if you're like the opening band you're the time between finishing the soundtrack and being on stage can sometimes just like go so quick. So you're like rushing to get changed if you're not really changed, and like rushing to get your like your in ears on so like that's all ready to go. Um, and then like for me, I'm like I kind of like double check. I, I'm not very good at just like walking away from the stage and just coming back at stage time. Yeah. I kind of like like to go down and just like double check that everything's in place and that. You know, I'm quite a, a little bit of a panicker, I think, in that sense. Um, 
But other than that, I just pace around the room in a very anxious way. And yeah. Probably, <laughs> I just, I try, I try to like warm up because like, we, I, I think our performances are quite intense. Like we try to at least give it like 110%. So like going from, you know, like a day of just like, waiting around to that, you need to do a bit of like cardio, I think, to get you, yeah. get you psyched up. Um, but also hydrating as well is so important because I don't leave, I haven't really left enough gaps within our set to drink water. So like occasionally you'll get like a gap where you can take a lid off something and then you put it back down. And you're like, yeah, next time is a break, I'll have a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kick it over and then you spoil your water. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, try and hydrate as well. That's really, really important because yeah, it's just, it is, it is quite intense. We only really do like 30 minute sets, but We've done a couple of 45s, haven't we? But um, mostly it's 30 minutes and, yeah, it's hard to keep the energy up for the whole thing if you haven't, like, kind of warmed up and hydrated, so. Absolutely. That, that's one thing that I, I, I said in my uh, review and stuff that I'd done with you guys on the podcast was you did not mess about. You went straight for the jugular. And I don't think you could be crowd were quite as right. I mean, I wasn't quite <laughs> as ready as how hard it went. I was like, okay, this is going to be heavy. Fucking hell, there we go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But by the end, do you find a kind of pleasure in the sense of trying to win over a crowd? Because it's very easy to play to your own crowd, I imagine, because they're all there. They're all for you. But kind of being in support, being like, right, cool. You will move. You will have a good time. You will do. We will warm you up as a warm-up bag, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Well, I wouldn't say it's the objective. Like, I don't know if I, like, I do care, but I just, I care more about enjoying myself in a way. Because that. Uh, I think like it, it's a it's a kind of domino effect as well is it like does it make sense like mm-hmm. if I am able to enjoy myself I have the feeling that as a consequence or as a, like as a you know it's just logical that the audience will also um, you know find that to be just genuine and enjoy themselves too so the first thing I think is like for me to find myself in a good place and to have fun um, and you know, lots of artists will say that like you don't, you never know what audience you will have in front of you. Just you know, use it as a chance for you to to have fun, like enjoy yourself. Um, and then obviously, if if they are responsive and receptive, then it's even better because it's an exchange of energy. But again, it should come natural, I think. Like yeah, yeah, it's, it's the right place, the right audience. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's tough if you um if you kind of base your enjoyment off of like. The crowd's enjoyment, which sometimes can happen a little bit if you're not careful, if, you know, you kind of like get stuck in your head a little bit about what's happening on stage. Because I don't know, maybe maybe like the sound isn't quite right in your head, like or you're, you're feeling like a disconnect. It can kind of like limit your enjoyment of it. So like, I do try to just go up and just yeah, not think about that too much and just go right. I'm gonna I'm gonna let out everything I've got in terms of like my you know my let all the steam like just kind of you know enjoy the moment i guess and and just give give like the best performance i think i could possibly give um and then yeah if if it connects it's great if it doesn't that's fine often like even when you think it's been a bad show um you know like i'll go and talk to alicia and she'll be like oh that was so good but we had so many compliments like or like you know you'll have loads of people come up to you after the show and tell you that they really enjoyed it and you're like really did you like um, and like because you just get in these like weird i think internal like battles over things you know maybe you mess up like a riff or something and then that ruins your whole gig or whatever like mm. but no one notices and, you know at, at the end of the day so, absolutely yeah. 
Absolutely. I've got I've got a couple of kind of questions for you guys before I let you on your way on this uh, Bank Holiday Monday. And I do appreciate it. It's a Bank Holiday Monday. <laughs> but um, yeah, one first of which is, and you kind of, if you go with this a little bit, it works a lot better for everybody, right? So I'm giving you the option to play your dream bill, right? So Lake Malice has to play on the bill, but you can be top, you can be middle, you can be open. But who are you having as the other two bands? And you can have it in any order. The only rule is they have to be active today as a band. Cool. Sweet. Um, I, I, know, I know two artists immediately that I'd want on the bill. I, yeah, think, I reckon they're probably think the quite, same artists. Mine is quite, quite impossible, I think. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Go, on, go ahead. Well, it would be Grimes. Like, well, I was going to say that, but doesn't that's, Oh, that's, you're going to say Grimes? I was going to say Grimes. Because they don't play live much, but like, I'd love to support. Yeah, us as an opener and have like Grimes. It may, maybe makes no sense as a lineup, but I would love that. I feel, I feel like um, I feel like we could go on after Grimes. Yeah. After Grimes? After Grimes, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've had people say that they want Metallica opening, so it's it's like I say, exactly. your dream thing. So however you want to be my other band, obviously. A, I need a bigger ego for that. I can't. Yeah. No. I Metallica are like my favorite band growing up. They were they were the band which like really like put me onto music. I think as like a you know. But that said, I wouldn't want to play a show with them. <laughs> Yeah, no, it wouldn't work <laughs> at all. Sense. Definitely wouldn't want to, want to play a show, but we get to open for them on, on, and download though, so on the same day. So that's, that's pretty cool. Open, open for them. Yeah, <laughs> open for them is in a very yeah. loose term. On a different stage, but open for them. Yeah, yeah. on the same day you open for them. I'm, I'm taking it. That's I'm it. <laughs> yeah, we support. We're I like you. Support, right? What were you saying? The other artists. Um, Charlie XCX. That's my, that's my that's artist. You can't steal Charlie from me. I, well, you should have said it. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll pick someone else. He's so cool. Charlie yeah. It also would make no sense as a show, but I would love that. It would be sick. Yeah. Come on, it'd be sick. It'd be like, sick. Charlie's heavy. I think. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, Spirit Box? Spirit Box, that'd be insane. That'd Spirit be, Box that'd be would insane. be like a dream for me. Like. I mean, I know that uh charlie xx is a big fan of the show so she's going to be phoning that i'll get you put you in touch yeah. we'll make of it course. thank you man thank yeah you. hook us up let's finally. do it finally thank you so much <laughs> I'm waiting for it <laughs> um and, and a question i've asked every band and artist to been on in 2023 is when i'm a huge massive podcaster right and i've got loads of fucking money and all the rest of it loads of that good old spotify exclusive money that we all want um i'm going to create my own festival and you guys are invited to play the festival uh, along with every band that's performed. But what I want to know is you can have one each as well, because there's two of you. Um, I'd like to know one thing you'd like to add to the rider for the entire festival to use. So to give you a little context, we've had um, everything from fresh underwear and fresh socks for everybody. That's pretty good. Okay, like that. Great. All the way up to uh, Matt from August Burns Red said he wants a full like um, uh, monster cart rally setup. Like, you know, <laughs> like uh, jacuzzi, uh, we've had like uh, a petting zoo, although we have to keep the black metal bands away from the petting zoo. I'm sorry, I make that joke every time, but it's valid and it's a joke and it's valid and it's fine. Absolutely. What would you like to add uh, as one thing each to the festival rider? Ooh. Oh my God, okay. it's going to be like a crazy thing, right? Because if I say bottle of wine, it's going to be so boring. Yeah, no one's going to There's nothing like talk me through your wine. If you're going wine, you, you okay. Talk... Well, if I if I do have the choice, and if I can actually be fast, yeah, like I will go with like a very specific wine that is like from my home 
kind of region and I can never find it anywhere. There's one shop in Brighton that sells it. I don't know if there's anybody else that does it, but it's called uh, Bonarda. It's a type of wine, but yeah, the one I like is called Bonarda and it's like a fizzy red wine. And it's like, oh, so freaking nice. And nobody ever has it. So I will say like maybe uh, six bottles of those. I can work with that. I mean, people are asking for fucking like whole theme parks. I can work with wine. Wine yeah. is you can find, yeah, you can find it. Yeah, you can go like on a trip to Italy just for that. <laughs> Come back that, that with it. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds because like one part of me is like, I love the chaos of a festival. Like I love like not having access to like the things you normally like. Oh, so you will be like nothing. I'll just be like, just more mud. Just give me like more mud and like dirty toilets and all Can that shit. Like, issues. Can we have issues? <laughs> just just issues. more issues, please. Thank you. But what band or just <laughs> <laughs> what? band issues or just issues with the generally? Not like problems. It's just problems. <laughs> um, signal. Yeah. Like, signal and unlimited um, access to charging. Yes, there we go. Nice. There we go. Practical nice. things. Everyone's going to enjoy that. Aww, I should be in charge. If you want to hire me, by the way, to like, you know, just manage yeah. facilities for this festival. So what do you want on a rider? A job? <laughs> yeah, a job? Yeah. <laughs> Problems, a job. Why? So, um, I don't know how aware you are, but obviously, um, when Guns N' Roses played download like 2018 or whatever, they had like this whole fucking football pitch size thing for themselves. I'm just gonna make that for Lake Malice, but just have loads of problems and mud and no, like, just all the things you wanted there. <laughs> plenty of wine, so it's fine, it, it'll make it work. Yeah, it makes sense in context, it all makes sense. We'll, we'll be disgusting but drunk. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I've got a couple of final questions. First of all, uh, it's a loaded question. I apologize. But what's ahead for Lake Malice in 2023? So we are <laughs> we're working on music. Mm -hmm. We've got music um, that is ready to go. We're just uh, kind of finding, like, uh, yeah, kind of uh, finalizing things and yeah, um, yeah. figuring out timeframes and um, figuring out visuals and creatives and stuff like that. Mm, so yeah. we, we do have a body of work that we want to release. Um, it's not huge, it's probably going to be either an EP or a mixtape, but it's it's really just the result of a lot of writing. That was also happening during lockdown. So there's a lot of material that we haven't released and we want to kind of drop um, and for it to make sense right now. Yeah. Um, we've got more, you know, festivals, um, touring. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on this year and I think um, it's going to be interesting to see how it ends as well like at the end of the year like looking back what's it going to be like for us to uh to look at achievements etc like i think yeah there's a yeah there's a lot that we want to do never enough time <laughs> but we'll try to do our best to to complete and tick all the boxes i think yeah exactly that yeah it's, it's hard to like be specific unfortunately at this point yeah, but, I know. that's, that's yeah. why i apologize for a loaded question is the oh no it's all good it's all good yeah i just can't, i wish i could give you more but it's just us. like yeah we've got like yeah like luckily she says we've got like some really exciting stuff that we can't wait to put out and like we just we're just trying to step up everything we do in terms of like production songwriting and everything and just keep pushing it as far as we can um yeah and you know you bet there's going to be more wild videos to come as well later on this year yes. um 
cool, cool tours and things. That stuff. <laughs> gotta organize that stuff. Yeah. Like now. <laughs> Thanks, <a> reminder. <laughs> Days. We better crack on. Thanks for having us, man. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. I've just got one final question. It's a question I've asked every single guest who's been on the podcast, like your good selves. Um, and that is simply, what is the best thing about being in a band slash being a musician in your humble opinion? I, well, for me personally, it's um, being like a musician is, is like a compulsive obsession. Like writing music is something that I'll probably always do. I just can't seem to not, you know, do that. So whether I'm in a band or not, kind of like, you know, I've, I've done it for like, you know, like over 20 years. So I'll probably, maybe not 20, 15 years. I'll always be doing that. But the greatest thing about being in a band and also having that, this weird obsession is that you get an audience or you, you know, you have an opportunity to, to, to show that, that creation, that, that, that labor to someone or you know, to, to, to an audience of people, whether that be, you know, through Spotify or, or through live shows. Um, and, but then also have the conversations with people like yourself who are interested in, in what we do, we do. And, and that's, that's just incredible. It's, um, it's valid. It is validating, you know, and um, it's not the reason I do it, but it, it makes it really, it's re really satisfying to know that, mm. you know, it's not just me. That's you know the 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 person that's you know yeah. sharing that that creation, which is how it's been for me for most of my life. So now it's you know it's a bit more wider yeah. than that, which is amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah, for me it's um, two sides of it. I think like one side is the community side of things, like it's really cool and it's not just about other artists that we get to meet through music that we really like and we were a fan of, so now we're able to meet them and actually talk to them, which is insane, but it's also like with the fan side of things, like having a community where you can, you know, make some actual real friends out of, <laughs> like yeah. it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's the reason why I really like selling our own merch like sometimes just get to chat to people after the shows it recharges me like it gives me you know it keeps me motivated as well because you see the actual effect on people's lives of your music and then um i forgot the other points but yeah that was <laughs> that's the main part for me i think that yeah. was great yeah, no, yeah i agree i agree it's good fun stuff, Lovely stuff. Is, is there anything that i've forgotten anything that you guys need to plug anything you guys want to mention at the end of the podcast say to the people listening and watching at home um come see us at download festival if this airs before download because, please yeah. absolutely definitely i'm, I'm not going to be honest because it's a fucking amazing. sick lineup but yeah definitely amazing yeah we're, we are a small band still like we don't have a huge fan base so like opportunities like download are insane but also scary that like the tent will be empty for about something yeah. but um we're also yeah we're playing a bunch of festivals this year like we're playing at 2000 trees so if you know, it's going to that I will see you at 2000 Trees. Oh, That's amazing stuff. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> amazing, yeah. Yeah. Then um, there's Burn It Down, Raider Festival. Yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah, we're to it with Bended as well, we in June. The so. Stream Block Bar for your single as well. And um, yeah. Come join our Discord as well if you like. Oh, yeah. Like, join the Discord. If you like making ridiculous memes using AI and things like that and, and just stupid yeah, like banner then just yeah come yeah. join join our discord it's, link is on our it's a weird but friendly place instagram bio we have link to join it so just lovely go ahead stuff. and do it lovely stuff and as i say I, I will hopefully no doubt see you at 2000 trees um and as i say to all the bands or the majority of the bands at least uh, who come on the podcast time is money and everything else so i will buy you a beverage of your choice as a thank you for coming on because oh, thank it's been, you been very fun and yeah, it's been a real, real pleasure. And I hope you, everything happens successfully at download. I hope you have a fucking wicked time and we'll catch up with you very soon. 
lovely to be on the podcast thanks for having us man peace out everybody see you soon take care bye